Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. Great to have you with us. 888-900-3393. So much here. Uh, Really hard to know every day where to start. Where do you begin to tell the story of not how great a love can be, but um, how screwed up the world can be? Remember the love story song? Where do I begin? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. (laughs) Remember it. It's yeah. like on loop in Is it? my collection. <clears throat> really? Huh. That seems like a little before your time. It's a little before my I time. I like the classics, but, Pat. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good. All right. Well, uh, I need to let you know now that two parent families are racist. So, you yeah, probably should, you know, stop raising our kids with a mother and a father. Um. The National Council on Family Relations is trying to destroy American families. Mm. <clears throat> it claims that the nuclear family, consisting of father, mother, and children, is merely an extension of white supremacy. Of course. <laughs> of course. That's what... I love it. That's what it is. Uh, any, how racist is it that any good value now is being described as white, as white supremacy? That seems racist to me. So the National Council on Family Relations has joined with critical race theorists and Black Lives Matter uh, in an outright attack on the foundation of civilization, the, the family. NCFR has a wide reach. Founded in 1938, the organization publishes three journals, including the Journal of Marriage and Family. Jeez which the organization touts as the leading research journal in the family field. The group's lamentable views on marriage will influence hundreds of marriage and family therapists and researchers across the the nation. Uh, Their members come from more than 35 countries, all 50 states. They work as teachers, program developers, counselors. You name it, uh, they're involved in it. So wait, now what if the... What if the two parents are either biracial or black? Is it still racist? Um, yes. So, oh wow. Yes, as long as it, because the family unit, of course, the traditional family unit has been proven to be the best thing for children. Uh, when you're raising children, the best way you can help them to be, uh, you know, happy, healthy, and well in their heads. For most of their lives is is by having a traditional family unit. Wow, that is a racist, racist. remark you have yeah, there, sir. That's racism right there. <laughs> like white privilege, uh, they're calling it family privilege. Oh, family <laughs> privilege is an unacknowledged and unearned benefit instantiated in U.S. laws, policies, and practices, and bestowed upon traditional or standard nuclear families to the disadvantage of non-traditional configured family units. <laughs> now, here's the other thing, though, you have to wonder. <laughs> if it's two dads okay. or two moms, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure that's perfectly fine, mm-hmm. right? I'll bet I would hazard a guess that that would be fantastic. According to the NCFR, the nuclear family is now a vehicle of family privilege, yet another term. And white supremacy, a structure that's no longer viewed as one that nurtures young children, 
provides them with stability and security and prepares them for successful and emotionally sound adulthood. Doesn't do any of those things now. Instead, NCFR now says the family of mom, dad, and kids has mistakenly been upheld as superior to all others, which it is and it's been proven, and creates systemic barriers to equal opportunity and justice for all families. Mm. Sheer, unadulterated evil. Yeah. As they continue to attack the nuclear family unit, the traditional family unit. They're just blatantly going after it now. Black Lives Matter did it. These guys are doing it. And they're doing it under the guise of this white supremacy boogeyman. <laughs> Does anybody know a white supremacist? I've never seen one in, you know, in person. I've never talked to one. I've never met one, as far as I know. Um, I, I know that they exist, but they're few and far between. And for everything to be blamed on white supremacy and white supremacists is just is ludicrous. NCFR is essentially stating everything they've taught about family science in the past was a lie because the organization failed to recognize family privilege mm. throughout all these decades and now must acknowledge its guilt. Family privilege. Family privilege. <laughs> White privilege. Family privilege. Uh, male patriarchy. Yeah, I got to get that in there. Yeah, you, gotta, you have to have that. Uh, unbelievable. So, obviously, another flat-out evil lie being told by another ridiculous group of people that's just trying to destroy Western civilization. Man, if you bring down the family, you bring down the family unit, uh, you have successfully brought down society. That will be the end of us. Wow. Well, they're well on their way. They really are. They're they're working on it on every front. If they can't pervert it, you know, through uh, porn and socialism, well, they just directly attack it as not being good for your children anymore. I wow, that is just that goes against everything we've ever known. Talk about not following the science. Uh, that's. That's as blatant as you can get in not following the science and not following the actual studies uh, and just deciding that your agenda supersedes everything that's ever been discovered, everything that we, we've always known about family. But that's the thing. Things that have always been known, they're all wrong now. All of it. They're bad and they're wrong and they're evil. All the new stuff, you know, the multiple genders and all of that, those are the good things. Uh, those... Those are the wonderful things that spread love and unity and diversity. Yeah, all of the things that have made America head and shoulders above the rest, the greatest nation Those are all bad. in the history of the planet. You mm -hmm. must now do the opposite to destroy it. Yes. And that's where we're at, and it's fun. <laughs> Loving it. It is, it is fun. It's, it's, uh, it's fun. <laughs> What's the remember the girl that screamed fun. fun in her car? I think about yeah. that all the time. It's fun. All right. Uh triple eight nine hundred thirty-three-93. Also, uh, this is kind of a bright spot, though. Most Americans, according to this poll, and this is a Rasmussen report survey, um, the majority of Amer Americans agree that Dr. Anthony Fauci has lost credibility with the American people. Mm. 
What? Well, it's about time. Survey asked, do you agree or disagree with this statement? Okay. Fauci has lost all credibility with the American people. We aren't waiting on his permission to celebrate Christmas together. A majority, 54%, said they agree with that statement. And of those, 38% strongly agree. Just over a third, 36% said they disagree with that statement, while 11% remain unsure. So 36% of the American people are saying, yeah, I trust him. I'll do everything he says. Uh, Fauci did say it was too soon to tell whether families uh, could get together to celebrate Christmas. Then he said, no, I'm going to, and you should too. So he took both both sides. Well, yeah, the next day mm-hmm. after the, he realized the, the backlash. Very next, literally. Yeah, normally he gives day. it a few days or you know, even a yeah, few or weeks. A month. Some, yeah, So people have forgotten yeah. about what he said. In that survey you got there in front of you is the question, does Dr. Fauci suck? Mm, that, that was apparently it, not asked. Oh, okay. Too bad. The answer is yes. Of course it is. Okay. Overall, 45%, though, said they have an unfavorable view mm. of Dr. Anthony Fauci. Of those, 31% have very unfavorable views. (laughs) 41% said they have favorable. uh, And of those, 25% say it's very favorable. Mm. So he's, uh, but he is underwater with the American people right now. Good. 45 to 31%. Good. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Huh. All right. Uh, Which is, that's probably why. His uh, documentary made eight dollars. Oh, the is it up theater. to eight dollars? Eight dollars, yeah. What? Yeah. Wow. Last we heard, it Apparently was like his mom okay. and sister went to a matinee, oh, and it cost him eight bucks. That's cute. He didn't even yeah. comp his family. No. No, I mean the guy's got to make some money on it. Yeah, well, I think it's available at home now, right? It's on demand. Pretty sure it's on demand, so you it, can watch it in the comfort yeah. and privacy of your own home. Time to celebrate. No. Gross. Speaking of losing trust, uh, Joe Biden is losing trust on Chinese coronavirus. Hmm. Hmm. On the Chinese coronavirus. Wow, how racist is that? Is that a Breitbart uh, story? I love it. Yes, Breitbart (laughs) headline. On the Chinese coronavirus. (laughs) President Biden losing trust from the the American people on the coronavirus. And Axios Ipsos poll. God, there's so many polls. Does everybody but me have a poll right now? Yeah, everybody's got a podcast. Everybody has a poll. Everybody has a podcast, yep. and everybody does a poll. Yep. I do have a podcast, but I don't conduct a poll. Uh, oh, you sure? Poll. Well, I do I conduct polls every day. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> so I am a part of that. <laughs> Good. According to the news survey, less than half, 42%, trust the president has a great deal or a fair amount of providing accurate information on the virus. Mm-hmm. This 42%. represents a 7 Percentage point drop from a month ago, okay. 10 percentage point drop from six months ago, and 16 percent decline from the in- inauguration. So it was 58 percent trusted Joe Biden on in COVID, the beginning, and now we're down to 42 percent. Yep. Hmm. Well, good because I mean he's been terrible on it, and it's just nice to see the American people are realizing that he's basically losing the expectations game. Cliff Young, president of Ipsos, uh, said, once the Delta variant raised its ugly head, it affected people's lives, Mm. and now they're adjusting their expectations, which is not good for him. Wait, what a dilemma for the Biden administration. We Mm -hmm. need to scare people about variants so that we can exercise more authority and control and mandates and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it, it shows that we're incompetent as an administration. What do we do? Yeah, because he told us in... I don't know, March or April or sometime, 
Uh, if you just do what I tell you, maybe you can have a barbecue. Yeah. With four of your family members, or maybe three. Oh wait, that's right. It was three. Yeah. Right, because I'm a family of five. Right. I know it's right. you know family privilege. Too many. And everything, There's too many people. But we were gonna have to figure out. I remember yeah. now which Send one of you grandparents or whatever. gonna have to go play in the driveway. <laughs> uh, we barbecue in the back. Yeah, you can't be with us. Sorry, kids. Bye bye. Uh, even support among Democrats specifically has dropped in recent months. A majority, still 81%, say they have at least a fair amount of trust in the president. Oh, good. That's a seven-point drop, too. It was 88%. Now it's just 81. So even Democrats are seeing even how Democrats. Much the man sucks. Uh, yeah, some of them have seen the light. <laughs> also, the percentage of Democrats who say they trust Biden a great deal sank from 45% to 33%. What kind of moron do you have to be to believe that you could trust him a great deal? I, <laughs> you got to be butt stupid. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's really good. Okay, but what if the question was, mm-hmm. do you trust Joe Biden on the coronavirus more or with your preteen daughter? Like, which would you choose there? See, that's a, that's a tough mm. one. Yeah, that's a tough one. I'm going to go coronavirus because there's no way he's getting near my teenage daughter except i don't have teenage daughters anymore but uh so that's really not an issue so maybe i should go with the coronavirus thing (laughs) (laughs) or or there's choice c your daughters are trained so well to respond to that kind of creepiness Uh that they can handle it on their own give him a karate chop in the throat and make him other uh, places the day he ever or other places. Because he usually comes behind you. He stands behind you there, you know, and yeah. he's got his hands on your shoulder. Mm-hmm. And it just takes you, he's going to raise that right, right there. So you take care of that. Don't sniff him. Thank you. Sniff him. Yeah. <laughs> Is that where the guy said, don't sniff him? Yeah. Don't sniff him. That was the highlight of the year. Love that. Don't sniff him. <laughs> don't sniff him. So, so, so we're now, we're getting within, uh, you know, two and a half months from, Hall- uh, from uh, Christmas. Yep. Still think he's going to be no, out by then? I don't. Oh, you think he's going to be hanging on a little while longer? Mm-hmm. Oh, lucky us. Mm-hmm. Sad but true. It doesn't look like it's going to happen before Christmas, but it can't be that long from now. Yeah, and that would be a tragic Christmas present to get uh, Kamala Harris under the tree as president of the United States. Yeah, it would. So let's. Yes, it would. Yeah. Can you imagine oh, unwrapping that present oh, and then you on. finally get to get the thing open? It's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Projectile vomiting for the next. Who I'm going to need days, the receipt on weeks. this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me tell you about Patriot Mobile. Not so long, long ago, uh, companies existed to provide products and services. What? When was that? Customers spend money in return for a product or a service. Well, almost overnight, everything changed. A lot of corporations now are just vessels for anti American and anti family propaganda. Few companies have the courage to stand up for America, but one that does is Patriot Mobile. We've been telling you about Patriot Mobile for a long time, and if you're with one of the other cell phone carriers, one of the big names, those are run by left-wing extremists, and they give to left-wing extremist causes. Now, Patriot Mobile does not, and they have the broadest nationwide coverage and use the same... towers as all the major carriers so you get the same great service plus they have plans to fit any budget and they have 100 percent u.s based customer service and 
Their customer service team has the highest rating among wireless carriers. More importantly, they share your values. They support organizations fighting for religious freedom, for the Constitution, for the sanctity of life, and for veterans and first responders. So go to patriotmobile.com slash pat, or you can call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation when you use the offer code PAT. They also have special discounts for veterans and first responders. Support a company that loves America and you and traditional family values. It's patriotmobile.com slash pat or 972-PATRIOT. Pat Gray. Fentanyl has overtaken car crashes as the top cause of death among teenagers in this Arizona border county. Wow. Oh, jeez. <clears throat> and that's because hmm? the border's wide open and drug smugglers are pouring across it with heroin and fentanyl and cocaine and you name it. They've got it for you. Yeah. And we're not doing a thing about it. Not a thing. Because Joe Biden doesn't care. Kamala Harris doesn't care. More teenagers in one Arizona border county are dying from overdosing on fentanyl than from car crashes, suicide, or the coronavirus. Jeez. The surge in fentanyl caused deaths in people under 20 in Pima County, Arizona, is an indicator of how widely available fentanyl has become in the county, which includes the city of Tucson, and runs along 100 miles of the U.S.-Mexico border. Wow. If so if you're not going to close the border to stop human trafficking and illegals coming across, could you please stop it for the children and all of these drug deaths that are resulting from the free flow of narcotics across the international border? My gosh, what a nightmare. Yeah, by the way, on the, on the uh, illegals, did you see yesterday there was a report that uh, said since March that the Biden administration... Um, has released at least 160,000 illegals into the country. Go. Be free. Go. 160,000. Plus, the numbers on those were about 20% of them had coronavirus, by the way. Mm. This is just 20%. What's 20% of 160? 32,000 people? Ah! Don't yeah. worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's not it. like they can spread it. Right. It's not like it's contagious. <laughs> it's not like we're worried about it at all. Oh, I mean, really? yeah. <sighs> yeah. And now <laughs> and now the fentanyl coming. Uh, this is our reality, according to uh, Governor Doug Ducey. Fentanyl overdoses have replaced car accidents as the leading cause of death for people 19 and younger in Pima <sighs> County. Pima County deputy sheriffs are responding to a call involving fentanyl every 40 hours. Oh, my in total this year, 140 Pima County residents have died as a result of a fentanyl overdose. That number has spiked every year uh, from just 16 in 2016. And now, so far this year, it's 140. Dang, that's just so tragic. So tragic and preventable. If we had the will, we could stop the traffic of illegal aliens and illegal drugs across the U.S.-Mexico border, but we don't have the will. They yeah. don't care about it. And we obviously have the 
capital in place because the Biden administration is letting it rot along the border. What is it, five us, million a day? Yeah, in some cases, five million a day. We had to pay mm-hmm. these contracts. Mm. Yeah, we're paying the contractors not to build the wall. We found out, and all of the uh, all of the products, all of the stuff that they were going to use to build the wall is all just laying there, ready to build, be built, and they're not building it, and so it's just rotting down at the border. All the material that they bought and paid for and had ready to go. It's just all rusting and rotting down on the border. Jeez, what a waste. So, so this is the just, good thing is though we're not in debt very much, <laughs> and so we can afford, yeah, you know, to, to some money to burn, squander money here yeah. and there. So you've talked about this morning the the concerted effort to destroy the American family, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about the coronavirus, which is obviously just now a tool to control us. Because if it was about safety, then they would have done something about releasing COVID-positive uh, illegal aliens into the country. Mm-hmm. We've got a border that's wide open, and it's killing the kids through the fentanyl. It's it's literally... How many different ways can we commit national suicide? And, and it, I, I, I should not say that, because there's probably a way they haven't thought of yet. Oh, they're working on it, yeah. <sighs> I mean, they've really pulled off the fundamental transformation of America. They've... You know, Biden is, in fact, finishing that goal uh, set by Barack Obama back in 2008. And it, it's happening. It really, ha- we're, we're just watching it happen. Uh, Rand Paul, you know, as we discuss the, the money that's being squandered, uh, Rand Paul is the only one who'll talk about this. And he has uh, brought up a few ways we're squandering our money. He said we're, we're sinking into debt at an unprecedented rate. And a lot of people just don't even think it's something to worry about. Rand Paul worries about it, though. And he has some things to say about it. And uh, he said, we are rapidly approaching a milestone in our country, and it's not a good one. $30 trillion in debt. Does that make an indent? Does that impact anybody in any way, though, anymore? I don't think it does. I'm not sure anybody cares yeah, about we're thirty trillion in debt. Well, no, because we're spending it on such good items, as Rand Paul uh, noted. I mean, so I mean, you're yeah. investing it wisely, at least. Like we're we're accumulating debt at about two million dollars a minute, a minute. Uh-huh. Boy, we could live comfortably, like for a lifetime, on two million dollars. He says, but we bring in three point eight trillion a year in taxes and more in a month than the interest rate of three hundred billion dollars. So Paul was kind of asking, well, why don't we then pay the interest? But it's because we're overspending, uh, thanks to the nonsensical expenditures that, uh, I mean, they just don't care what they're spending money on. He named one thing in here that was just unbelievable. Oh, yeah, here it is. (laughs) One of the things he mentioned was that we spent a million dollars, and nobody even bat an eye at that because it's a million dollars. To the federal federal government, that's literally like you and I spending 25 cents. Yeah, you just said $2 million a minute, so this is yeah. 30 seconds worth uh, of expenditure. Yeah, here. it wouldn't even be a quarter to you and me. So we're dropping a million dollars to find out if Japanese quail become more sexually promiscuous to each other when they're on cocaine. Is that is that a little quail uh, business? Uh, how do you even think of hey, I wonder I wonder if quail, you know, their little 
quail slots. Yeah, I see eggs all the Would time. they be even easier? Because I see them hanging with different male quail. Oh. And I wonder if they'd be even sluttier uh, on cocaine. Oh, write that down. Let's get yeah. a let's get a grant for yeah. that. How skanky can quail get? I don't know. <laughs> let's find out. How much would that cost? Oh, we should be able to do that for a million, Five Bob. Million dollars, yeah. All right. That's not a problem. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Because the American people need to know. <laughs> need to know if if they're quail. It's the key to everything. Our Quail, even more promiscuous when they're on coke. I don't know the answer to that. I gotta find out. <laughs> well, we're gonna find out, and it's only costing us a million dollars to do it. Is that bizarre? How sick and weird and twisted do you have to be to even come up with that study? Huh. Let's see if quail will have even more sex when they're hopped up on coke. And since when do quail snort coke? Is that a thing? Oh, yeah, that's a Quail good point. Quail snorting uh, coke addicts. So, so what do they do? Do they put on <laughs> some lines for the quail? And yeah, I guess. Go to town. And they just uh, sniff it up, and uh, they're then they're off to the races. And they're, then they... The, the, they're getting naked. The, well, they, the chances are pretty good they already are. Yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> I don't know that you can disrobe your feathers. Huh. Huh. Wow, so your tax dollars at work. Yeah. He also revealed a $70 million uh, hotel that was to be built in Kabul that ended with the contractor running off with the money. No. And didn't build anything. What? So some contractor is out there. He's got $70 million from the U.S. government. He just took it and left. <laughs> nice. Oh, I tell you. I, nice. But that's only, what, how many minutes is that? Like 35 minutes? Yeah, I don't spending, know. Is it even? Yeah, we're spending it's two million 35. a minute. Is right, that what you said? Right. You get the thirty minute. <laughs> then there was so also. We put the eighteen minutes together along with the seven minute together. You got twenty two <laughs> minutes. You sell it with eight minutes of ads. You got thirty minutes. And right. you, and you don't have anything built in Afghanistan. Right. There was also a forty eight million dollars, uh, forty eight million expenditure on a natural gas station in a remote area of Afghanistan. Well, I'm sure they needed it. I'm sure they needed it. Uh-huh. You know, they're going to have to fill up those vehicles we left for them. So, oh, gosh. What was it, the 30,000 vehicles we left for them? They got to get gassed up somewhere. Might as well be at a remote location in Afghanistan. I, I, I hesitate to ask. Mm-hmm. Are there any Tesla charging stations in Afghanistan that we left I behind? wonder. I'd love to find that out. Probably. Probably. Uh, oh. What do you want to bet there are? I bet nobody in Afghanistan owns a Tesla, but there's probably Tesla's charging stations. That we paid for. Yes. Yes, of course, that our tax dollars uh, paid for. Uh, it's nuts. It's absolutely insane. So how do you recover from that? I mean, nobody even cares enough to stop the increase in the spending by 1%. You can't even get that done in Washington now. When you, when you try to say to them, hey, uh, what if, you know, just to tighten our belts a little bit, what if we increase spending just 1% less next year? They go apoplectic over that. They, they will not do it. They will not do it. They will not cut a single thing anywhere. Like Nancy Pelosi said, uh, the cupboard is empty. There's, there's nothing we can do to tighten our belts here. Mm-mm. Cupboard's bare. And you think back to the 20s. 
when Warren Harding and Calvin Coolidge were in office, and in the during the Depression of 1920, they cut the budget by 50 percent, 50 percent in two years, <laughs> and saved the country. By the way, in the process, I, unemployment I, went from 11.7 percent to uh, I think it was 2.2 percent, yeah. almost overnight. I mean, the guy, the, those two were amazing. I mean, Calvin Coolidge was so obsessive over it, like right down to the, the ink used on the USPS bags to yeah. deliver mail. And the kind of bags they used to deliver the mail. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, I did find a charging station. I don't know who paid for it, but it is in downtown Kabul. I knew it. It's nestled between uh, Khan Olam's dry, uh, Road. Uh-huh. And uh, this is a cute one that'll be getting a new name soon. Democracy Drive. <laughs> So uh, it's just, it's literally, it's just a stone's uh, throw from uh, Pashtunistan Square. Oh, I love Pashtunistan Square. How many times have we partied there? Which I is very strange because Pashtunistan uh-huh. Square looks more like just a glorified roundabout, which is a circle. So I don't know how <laughs> Afghanistan's got a lot more problems than we realized. <laughs> they don't even know their shapes. <clears throat> All right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Packer Unleashed coming up. It's Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blakes. Welcome, great to have you with us. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Pat Unleashed on Twitter, where Vern Lundquist tweets: The nuclear family is too efficient. Let's give the solar and wind families a shot. See what Vern did there. That is awesome. Nuclear, like nuclear yeah. power. Uh, mm-hmm. so. You probably get more uh, credits, child tax credits. Yeah, you would. If you're a wind or wind solar, or solar family. Sure. The Steve42 tweets If I have white privilege, male privilege, and family privilege, how come I don't make more money? Did I miss a meeting of the privileged? Yes. <laughs> yes. You and me both. We have them in the basement of Mormon churches every Tuesday. Is that right? Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. Are you missing out, too? Well, what time? Yeah. <laughs> Seven. Seven. Seven o'clock on Tuesday but yeah. nights? Yeah, but yeah, but you got to know how to get into the basement because basements are rare in the Dallas-Fort Worth metro. But that's <laughs> where we meet. And uh, if you can get there, Steve, we'll show you how to do it. Uh, B.S. Mariani <laughs> tweets, the uh, since the Mexican cartels can still get drugs delivered in the U.S., how about we ask the Mexican cartels to help unload the products off the cargo ships? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's good. I, I heard a report this morning, actually. You know how some companies are having to charter their own ships now? Mm-hmm. It's so ridiculous. Third worldification mm-hmm. well underway. Oh, so bad. It, it, the boats that they're having to rent are, are like half the size. They cost mm. twice as much. And then they've got all this stuff backed up that they're having to just use these big rigs as storage facilities and a lot of these trucks are parked on the road getting tickets from local police i mean it's a Mm. and now you got pete Buttigieg says this could last for years okay welcome to the congo yeah it's you know when does it last it lasts three years until you guys are out of office jeez galt shrug tweets we should say voting democrat is a cure for covid uh then biden would make that illegal (laughs) (laughs) huh yeah uh, tip over and capsize tweets, but quail are birds and birds aren't real. So how do they have quail business? That's, that's a good that's question. That's a good point. Yeah. Occam's Electric Razor, the promiscuous quail is a great name for a bar. Dude, yeah, it would be. that is epic. Yeah, I like that. I, I need like that, that on a t-shirt. 
You know, we've been talking about the waste of the government and how nobody cares, except Rand Paul. Rand Paul continues to mention it, at least. I mean, I, I think he votes that way, too, most of the time, mm-hmm. if not all the time. Yeah. Um, and it is so bad, though, that n- nobody cares about a million-dollar expenditure for the quail thing, you know, to see if quail are uh, are extra excited. <laughs> When they're hopped up on cocaine. After they do a line, yeah. That's just madness. Mm-hmm. But do you remember, I mean, this has been going on for a while. Do you remember back in 2001? In fact, it was October, no, it was September 10th, 2001. <laughs> Donald Rumsfeld made a speech. I, I can't find it for some reason. I don't know if it's been pulled down off the internet or what. But he mentioned that, hey, uh, the U.S. military has, uh, we're, we're missing some money. Uh-huh. $2.3 trillion. Eh. Dang it. Eh. What did I do with that two bites? Ah, I left that $2.3 trillion in my other pants. God ah, dang it. I always do that. Yeah. Yeah. Carrying around too much cash. Then this be easier. Highway Patrol just... took it from me. Uh huh. For, you know, the civil asset forfeiture. I'm trying to get it back now. But when they make the trillion dollar coins, it'll be a lot easier for you to just. Yeah. Keep it in your pocket. That's true. <clears throat> they asked me why I was carrying that kind of money uh, around with me. What did you I say? said, why? Is it Ill- illegal? I said, no, but I want to know why, because it's suspicious. Huh. Well, I, I mean, uh, I was going to get my food at a convenience store. It's really expensive there to shop at convenience stores. What part of town is it, are you talking about, sir? Yeah. Uh, the nice part of town over oh, there. Oh, the nice part of town yeah. over there? Yeah, right over there. Let's let him on go. The, on the west side. Yeah, it's very expensive in yeah. the nice part of town over there. Mm-hmm. You know that, I mean, $2.3 trillion. And then, we, of course, then September 11th happened, and it was never mentioned again. Mm-hmm. Um, except by talk radio hosts a few years later. Um, but to think about $2.3 trillion, if you spend a dollar every second... Every single second, it would take you 64,000 years to spend $2.3 trillion. At a dollar a second, if you spent a million dollars an hour, one million an hour, you wouldn't run out of money for 822 years. That's how much money that is. And we just missed it. We misplaced it. I don't know where it went. God dang it. Shoot. I don't even know how that happens. How, how, you know, that's a lot of money. Where does that go? Really incredible. And, of course, the answer is probably to wasted toilet seats and those kinds of things. They just overspent and nobody did any audits. And before you know it, it's gone. I don't know. We got to do better because yeah. this can't continue. No. It just can't continue. We got to start listening to Rand Paul and start supporting Rand Paul and encouraging others to do what he's doing and talk about it. 888-900-3393. Let me tell you about ScoreMaster. Uh, Imagine your credit score. Now imagine your credit score with 30 or even up to 61 points added to it. Not 10 or 15 points like others promise. That is really weak. I saw one, I saw an advertisement uh, not long ago. (laughs) <laughs> where the woman bragged, I I added seven points to my credit score. <laughs> nice. Ooh, seven? No way. 
Wow. Scoremaster users can add up to 61 points in 20 days or less. It's life-changing, right? Adding all those points to your credit score can mean faster approvals and better deals and lower interest rates on everything from buying or refinancing a home or leasing a car or applying for a credit card. Scoremaster was created by credit data scientists to put you in charge of your finances. Uh, We had one member recently raise their credit score 33 points within a couple of days and then another 43 points. Uh, Scoremaster is simple. It's easy to use. It takes about a minute to get started. And if you do it now, you get to try Scoremaster for free and see how many points you can add. Go to scoremaster.com slash pad. Scoremaster.com slash pad. Again, scoremaster.com slash pad. Gray Unleashed. Uh, then we have all the mandate pressure on us now. For anybody who uh, has been hesitant to get, and maybe it's just me and Keith left. I don't know. <laughs> Are we the only holdouts now? No, no. Jeffy your got his. Stu got his. I don't think Glenn has it. I don't think he got vaccinated. But Keith Rob, and I hold out. Rob, Rob doesn't have it. Rob doesn't have it? No. Oh, that's Oh, that's right. In fact, there was, well, maybe I shouldn't say. Hmm? Uh, there was a company that was trying to get him to do it. He says, go for it. No. Really? He works for another company that pressured yeah. him. He convinced him, no. And uh, was able to somehow avoid that. So that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, their word means nothing. It, it, when they t- And this is why you need to remember that. When he keeps telling you no one uh, who makes less than 400000 a year will see any tax increase. It's a freaking lie. It's an absolute bald-faced lie, like all the rest of the things they promise. Like, the, there will be no federal mandate, because we can't do that. A little reminder of what they were saying. I wouldn't demand to be mandatory, but I would do everything in my power. Just like I don't think masks have to be made mandatory nationwide. <laughs> Can we mandate hmm. vaccines across the country? No, that's not a role that the oh. federal government, I think, even has the power to make. We cannot require someone to be vaccinated huh that's just not what we can do it is a matter of privacy to know who is or who isn't no definitely not you don't want to mandate and try and force anyone to take a vaccine we've never done that we don't want to be mandating from the federal government to the general population right except yes we do and not appropriate Mm. yeah thank you and not constitutional and yet here we are and they'll say, oh, it was just the private companies are doing that. No, After you're years. demanding they do it. Yeah. You're twisting their arms to do it. That's bullcrap. No, this is not on private companies. This is on the Biden administration. It's they that are doing this. Uh, Joe Rogan had CNN Sanjay Gupta on his podcast yesterday. Uh, and that's kind of interesting. Here's, here's a look at uh, what was said there. I'm missing. Do you think I want that to, that's a problem that your news network it was not, lies? Oh, <laughs> well, I don't. I don't. Think. Dude, wow. What did they say? They lied what and they said say? I was taking horse dewormer. First of all, uh, it was prescribed to me by a doctor. Yeah, yeah. Along they with shouldn't have said a it was bunch of if, other if medications. Was, if you got a human pill, because there were people that were taking it, the veterinary medication, and I, you're not obviously. You got it from a doctor, so that it shouldn't be called that. Ivermectin can be a very effective. How does this douchebag know anybody's getting horse dewormer? How do they know? 
I mean, it's possible and it's probably likely that some, maybe a few, have gone to a feed store because, I don't know, they couldn't get it prescribed them or they couldn't afford it. Which I, th- I think it's pretty affordable. I think it's like two dollars a bottle or well, something. Well, now I don't think it is. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, maybe not. But now, now that they've made this into some, like, oh my gosh, yeah, uh, it's can- a big deal now. And 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 it's just what it is. Is it's CNN just coloring the news and trying to slander those that 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 support- do a great job of uh, yeah. it? Because that's what they do best. Up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they just want to mock people. Anybody who disagrees with them, they just mock and ridicule and belittle. That's what they're doing. And Sanjay Gupta is trying to, oh, well, we shouldn't have said it in your case, but people were doing that. You don't know that. Hmm. What are you looking at their prescription? Are you watching them? Are you following them into their homes? It's so ridiculous. What are you talking about? You You don't know what's going on in people's lives. And it's, I mean, maybe a few people, uh, Got the horse dewormer, not realizing that there's a human variant of the pill. Or couldn't find a doctor. Or couldn't find a doctor. To, and there are those, too. There are doctors who won't prescribe it, and there are pharmacies who won't fill the prescriptions. That's how bad it is. That's how propagandized uh, they are. Let's see the rest of this. Very effective medication. For parasitic disease, and as you say, it's probably, you know, I think, what, a quarter billion people have taken it around the world? More, I get that. Way more. So, way but, more. Can, Billions can, of people have taken it. Can I just come back to the one? I want to talk about two, No, no, two, no, no, two no, things no, no. You have to, you have, before we get to that, does it bother you that the news network you work for <laughs> nice. out and out lied, well, just outright lied about me taking horse dewormer? They, they, they shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Why did they do that? I don't know. You didn't ask? I didn't, I didn't think that was your, did, you're the medical guy over there. I didn't ask. I should have asked. You're the, but they did it with podcast. such glee. You're the medical guy. Why, why wouldn't you say, hey, why are we labeling this? Nice that he's, he's putting his feet to the fire. Good for you, Joe. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, he asks uh, why kids should be getting the shot. Don't you think that even with a breakthrough infection, untreated, you're probably more vulnerable than the average child who is not vaccinated, who gets COVID? Uh, Like Like, people have died who are double vaccinated. In fact, there was a guy who just won an Emmy who's... uh, Yeah, I saw that. The odds of that happening to a healthy child are very, very low. Very low. But that guy is probably your age. How old are you? I'm 51. Yeah, he's about your age. Theoretically, you would be more vulnerable Mm. than a young child would be. You vaccinated would be more vulnerable of a breakthrough infection than a young child would be, statistically speaking, right? Uh, But you're not worried about catching it. They're both rare. But you're not worried about catching it. You're not worried about catching it because you've been vaccinated and you think it imparts a certain amount of protection. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying to you is I think that Mm. not worry is the same feeling that a lot of people have about their children. They're not worried about their healthy children catching it for the same reason you're not worried about catching it being vaccinated. That if treated correctly, they think that the child probably has a better chance even than you do because you're 51 years old. I I think... Does that... I mean, they're they're both. That bro- seems reasonable, right? Well, I think it's. I don't. I I, I know the story but about this fifty. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like with your well, attitude, that you're not worried about catching it because 
you've been vaccinated and you're a healthy guy. I'm, that is the exact same feeling that people have about vaccinating their children. If they have healthy children mm -hmm. and they know that statistically speaking, there's so few children that have died mm -hmm. from COVID. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, mm -hmm. th th there are. It's like, I think, 500 or so children. Out of millions from, and millions and millions of kids. That probably have been exposed. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. And, mm -hmm. But, you know, it's again, part of it is, is not defining this in terms of life and death. Um, I think but do you understand my point? Well, are you suggesting I get boosted? <laughs> no, I'm not say saying that. What I'm saying is your attitude about not being concerned because you have antibodies and you think you would get through it even if you had a breakthrough infection. That is the exact same attitude that a lot of young people have where they don't want mm -hmm. to get a shot. Because they're worried about the consequences, even though they're incredibly small. Consequences of the vaccine. Of the vaccine. Incredibly small. But the VAERS report, they do have deaths. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, tens of thousands of deaths, as a matter of fact. And that's the CDC website. So if the CDC doesn't believe that anybody's died from this, they should get that off their freaking website. Right. Fake news, they? right? Fake news. we got to flag that. Uh, just to update uh, Sanjay Gupta's numbers there, he said about 500 or so kids have uh, um, died from COVID. Well, the CDC actually just added 50 new COVID-19 deaths for children under the age of 10. Um, 16 of those were uh, in September and October, but 23 were added back in the calendar year of 2020. They put 15 other deaths back in April of 2020. I don't know where they're getting these numbers and going back and retroactively putting these children, these deaths for kids in these columns. It's what they do with the temperatures for climate change, too. It's they unreal. go back and make the 1930s look like they were cooler so that this looks like it's hotter than the 30s, which was the hottest decade ever recorded. Uh, they they do this. They do what they want. Yeah, and they go back and change mm -hmm. history. And when you hear about your local school board saying, "Oh my gosh, we've got to mandate masks still. Oh my gosh, we're gonna have to force vaccinations on your kids if you want to partake in a public school education," because look at the spike in numbers. Yep. Uh, this is how they're manipulating the data. This is what they're doing <laughs> in order to frighten you into uh, giving over your children to the shot. Just submit. That's all. All you have to do is submit, and then you're going to be fine. Okay, you'll be able to participate in society. We can. Your kids can go to school. You can go to work. You can go to entertainment outlets and events. Uh, just submit. Just comply. Just capitulate. That's all you have to do. It's not that hard. It's really not that hard. You've done it in other things. You've done it with polio. You did it with rubella and measles. And whooping cough. Why won't you do it for this one? Just because it was developed in nine months, helter-skelter, higgledy-piggledy, don't let that bother you. It's fine. Just take it, you selfish pigs! Pat Gray Unleashed. Great to have you with us. 888 Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Just to give you an idea, little indication of uh, the way things are going in the United States of America. Who is it that sees it the clearest? Who are the people, who are the Americans who understand the best what's going on? Usually people from the Eastern Bloc countries, right, that, that have uh, immigrated to the United States. 
that uh, used to be under the thumb of the Soviet Union or people from Cuba or people from China. As in the case of this Virginia mom who endured Mao's cultural revolution before immigrating to the U.S. And she said the National School Board's Education and the Justice Department are using tactics similar to the ones she saw communist China use to stop parents from speaking out. (laughs) Absolutely that's going on. She said, when I was in China, I spent my entire school years in the culture in the Chinese Cultural Revolution, so I'm very, very familiar with the communist tactics of how to divide people, how they canceled the Chinese traditional culture and destroyed our heritage, according to Xi Van Fleet. She says, all this is happening here in America. They called them racists for a long time, but that it didn't work, she said. So they had to upgrade to domestic terrorists. Hmm. Attorney General Merrick Garland last week announced, among other efforts, a task force to determine how federal enforcement tools can be used to prosecute criminal conduct directed towards school personnel. He said harassment and violence against school employees had increased. Really? Hmm. Must have missed all of those stories. And the threats against public servants are not only illegal, they run counter to our nation's core values. Oh, please. We're going to get a lecture on our core values from this douchebag? No, thank you. The National School Boards Association said days prior to Garland's announcement that such threats and violence could be the equivalent to a form of domestic terrorism. Van Fleet told Fox News, though, I have to say, this will backfire. If intimidation works... America has fallen a long time ago. Van Fleet made headlines in June when she addressed the Loudoun County School Board over her concerns about critical race theory. And she's denouncing the efforts of the DOJ. She said, I have a question. What's the next step? Is the Tiananmen Square crackdown the next? Or the parents who one day risk their lives just to speak out for the children? That's why I'm here. Man, um, she's so right. Of course they're using communist tactics. Of course they are. They've been doing that for decades in this country. And it's really starting to pay off for them now. I mean, does anybody remember the 45 communist goals that were entered into the congressional record back in 1963? Might be time to review those again. Take a quick look and, you know, just see where we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, communist goals number one. Again, remember, these were these were put together uh, through intelligence from a CIA agent. And he compiled these and brought it to, the, to Congress. And Congress entered it into the record. Because they wanted it captured uh, for all time. So we would know what to look out for. So, the first goal was to capture one or both of the political parties in the United States. Huh. Huh. Could you uh, imagine a scenario where the Communist Party has taken over one of the uh, popular parties, political parties in the U.S.? (laughs) Absolutely, they've taken over the Democrat Party. Absolutely. Absolutely. Get control of schools and teachers associations. 
Soften the curriculum. Done. Gain control of all student newspapers. Done. Infiltrate the press. Done and done. Gain control of key positions in radio, TV, and pictures. Everybody in Hollywood. Everybody. Just about. Uh, Number six, eliminate all laws governing obscenity by calling them censorship and a violation of free speech and press. Uh, Break down cultural standards of morality by promoting pornography and obscenity in the media. Present homosexuality, degeneracy, and promiscuity as normal, natural, and healthy. Infiltrate the churches and replace revealed religion with social religion. Social justice. Does that sound familiar at all to anybody? Eliminate prayer or any phase of religious expression in schools on the grounds that it violates the principle of separation of church and state, which is a principle that does not exist in the U.S. Constitution, by the way. Discredit the American Constitution by calling it inadequate and old-fashioned. Discredit the American Founding Fathers as selfish aristocrats and racists. Mm -hmm. And white. Belittle American culture and discourage the teaching of American history. Discredit and eventually dismantle the FBI. It certainly has been discredited. Infiltrate and gain control of big business and unions. Transfer some of the powers of arrest from the police to social agencies. Treat all behavioral problems as mental health or social problems. Discredit the family as an institution. Jeez, we just talked about (laughs) this morning. We've got more stories on the attack on the family. They're calling it racist now to have a traditional family unit. It's, It's white supremacy. Oh, my gosh. Encourage promiscuity and easy divorce. Emphasize the need to raise children away from the negative influence of parents. (laughs) Repeal the Connolly Reservation, allowing the world court jurisdiction over nations and individuals alike. I'm not sure that's a relevant one anymore. Well, I mean, it's it's, it's basically eliminating sovereignty, isn't it? Uh, Yes. Making it more of an international body to decide our disputes. So, I mean, is there... Have you heard anything that hasn't already been done so far? I I don't think there's a single I don't think there's a single uh, goal that hasn't been achieved uh, that we've read to you here. Yeah. By the way, we are posting these right now at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. The communist goals for America. So if you want to find that at Pat Unleashed, share that today with your family and friends who need to be made mm. aware of the. Traps that have been laid for our society. By the way, uh, Merrick Garland, uh, his uh, son-in-law, he runs a company that is getting CRT materials into our schools. Just a little aside for you. Okay. Uh, Let's see. uh, Continue discrediting American culture by degrading all all forms of artistic expression. Uh, an American communist cell was told to eliminate all good sculpture from parks and buildings, substituting shapeless, awkward, and meaningless forms. Have you ever been downtown in just about any major city, including Houston, Texas, Dallas, Texas, and, the, and seeing the artwork <laughs> that's downtown that makes absolutely no sense? Right. Or college campuses. <clears throat> or college campuses. I mean, just, or your museums. It's everywhere, really. It, it, it's a pandemic in and of itself. Mm-hmm. 
Control art critics and directors of art museums. Our plan is to promote ugliness, repulsiveness, and meaningless art. Eliminate all laws governing obscenity by calling... Oh, we already mentioned that one. Uh, break down cultural standards of morality by promoting pornography. I think we mentioned that one, too. Um, infiltrate churches. Um, replacing revealed religion with social re- religion. Discredit the Bible. Emphasize the need for intellectual maturity, which does not need a religious crutch. Wow. <laughs> That is really something. Uh, eliminate all laws or procedures which interfere with the operation of the communist apparatus. Eliminate the House Committee on Un-American Activities. Mm-hmm. They've kind of replaced that with other movements that have been equally effective. Twitter among them. Discredit and eventually, uh, okay, infiltrate and gain control of more unions. They already had most of them, and they wanted more. Um, wow. Dominate the psychiatric profession and use mental health laws as a means of gaining coercive control over those who oppose communist goals. Hmm. Yep. Uh, let's see. Negative influence of parents did that one. Create the impression that violence and insurrection. Wow. This is uh, newly profound. Create the impression that violence and insurrection are legitimate aspects of the American tradition. What was it (laughs) Fredo said on CNN? Since when uh, is violence... Not a legitimate means, or what? What was it he said? Do we have that in? Uh, oh gosh, in our system somewhere. Yeah. See if you can find that, Rob. I, I I don't know if it's still around. Does it have to be peaceful? Yeah. Who says it has yeah. to be? Peaceful? Who says it has to be peaceful? And then you have. Where is it written? Yeah. My <laughs> gosh. And of course, they just ignored all of the riots and protests right. last year until it came, of course, to the January sixth. Please was... show me where it says that protests <laughs> yeah, are supposed nice. to be polite and peaceful. The beautiful. Th- <laughs> right? Peaceably assemble, right? My that, gosh. By the way, an update. Uh, there was a U.S. District uh, judge up in D.C. who held uh, jail officials in contempt over mistreatment of one of the defendants up there uh, for the January 6th. Right. So that was... The day democracy almost, almost I mean, died. So close to losing. Almost died. Overthrow all colonial governments before native populations are ready for self-government. Internationalize <laughs> the Panama Canal. Uh, yep. <clears throat> uh, incredible. I mean, on and on and on. I, I, I failed to hear, maybe I missed it, or is there not one where it just says, um, spend your nation into, into oblivion? oblivion? Yeah. <laughs> Is that not on there? It doesn't seem to be okay. on here, but it sure should be. Because thankfully, uh, we got bipartisan support to uh, go ahead and raise the <clears> debt <throat> ceiling by, what was it, $480 billion? So so we're good through, like, what, December 3rd, I believe it is? Yeah, which we will then kick it down the road a little bit further and do another $480 billion yeah. for a little while, and then we'll get to the next... <sighs> But, we'll get to the next deadline and we'll kick it again. But but notice they didn't pass it as a bill. They didn't say, hey, we're going to vote to raise the debt ceiling. No, they, they slipped it into a bill that Thomas Massey made sure we were all aware of. That's what they do. Yeah, they put it into a bill called Promoting Physical Activity for Americans Act. Oh, my God. And oh, my God. In that, they, they rose golly. the debt ceiling by $480 billion. 
Your government at work. Yes. Another little trick they're doing right now. Uh, they're keeping that, uh, you know, that banking, that uh, banking bill. They're putting that in the reconciliation bill, too. Spying on your account? Yes. Uh, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said this week, the proposed requirement that banks report information on any account with $600 of total activity. You know how prevalent that is? That's every, almost everybody. It's going to have a $600 transaction. Unreal. But over the course of a year. So anybody with money. I mean, anybody who works, anybody. Even any like kid with a savings account that yeah. their grandparents set up for them. Yep. So they can monitor every single account. So that's going to, she says it will stay in the Democrats reconciliation bill in some form. Despite the fact that Americans don't want it. They don't care. They don't care. They're going to do it anyway. She said, with all due respect, the plural of anecdote is not data. What? Yes, there are concerns that some people have, but if people are breaking the law and not paying taxes, one way to track them is through the banking measure. Ta-da! Uh, <laughs> this is how they justify it. Some people are breaking the law, so we're going to hold everybody accountable for it. We're going to monitor everyone. No! I'm sorry, no! There's got to be something called due process here. You have to have some reason to be doing this. Wow, that's just insane. Insane. Something that's not, though. Do have some good news here. Tommy John underwear is available to you. <laughs> and you can be really comfortable all day long wearing Tommy John underwear. It's going to be the most comfortable underwear you ever wear. When you start your day off with Tommy John, you're that much more comfortable, so you can do everything better. Seriously, because you just feel better. It's breathable. It's lightweight. It's just fantastic. It has four times the stretch of competing brands. That's why Tommy John doesn't have customers. They have fanatics with over 16 million pairs sold. This fall, upgrade what's underneath with new Tommy John underwear and feel the same level of comfort with their luxuriously soft loungewear. It is so soft and so comfortable, and it looks great, and you could really wear this to the grocery store or wherever you want. <laughs> uh, right now, get 20% off your first order at TommyJohn.com slash Unleashed. That's TommyJohn.com slash Unleashed for 20% off. See site for details. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Got some tweets here. Uh, Coke-fueled quail business <laughs> tweets. Ivermectin has gotten quite pricey uh, due to the manufactured shortage by our government. There you uh, go. Scumbags. <laughs> Lone Wolf uh, tweets, Fauci hasn't lost credibility with me, and Biden hasn't lost my trust. After all, you can't lose what never existed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Swank Think tweets, uh, Sanjay cannot fathom what Joe was asking him. It doesn't compute in his brain. Mm -hmm. These people have literally brainwashed themselves. It's incredible. And that is so true. The guy could not get it. It's really true. He could not answer the question that... Uh, that Joe was asking him because he couldn't understand it. Mm -hmm. Florida man, Rob, 
We need them to start being specific about what core values they're talking about every time they say we're going against them. Yeah, they don't, uh, they, they don't have the same core values we do. They just don't. Did you see that Katie Couric edited her interview with Ruth Bader Ginsburg because she, she thought that it would look bad in, I don't know, left-wing people's eyes that she didn't like people kneeling for the for the national anthem. Wow, I didn't see this. Uh, <laughs> she protected her from public backlash by cutting out the negative comments she made about people who kneel during the national anthem. Ruth Bader Ginsburg didn't like people kneeling. I would have loved to have known that. That is really something. She was more complex, I think, than we give her credit for. And maybe that's why she and uh, Scalia got along so well. There was more to her than just radical leftism. Um, yeah, she was a gym rat, remember? Yeah. So I was working out. <laughs> yes. Buff. Yeah. In her new memoir, Going There, Couric writes that she edited out a part where Ginsburg said, those who kneel during the national anthem are showing, quote, contempt for a government that has made it possible for their parents and grandparents to live a decent life, unquote. That's great. And you took that out? And it's not your job to be editing people and making them look good. You're a reporter. You should just be letting them tell their story. Let's see who she really is. Wow, these they have no shame. They just don't have any shame anymore. And she's bragging about it in her book. It's amazing. I guess because probably for the people she's writing this book for, they will love that. Because we didn't want to know that Ruth Bader Ginsburg didn't like kneeling during the national anthem. We don't want to hear that. She was so old, she probably didn't know any better at the time. (laughs) That's what they'll say. Uh, All right. Here's uh, Kyrie Irving speaking out. He's, He's getting, I think he's getting a little pissed at the feedback he's getting from people. He's getting some flack for not getting the vaccine. And uh, so he's talking about not getting the vaccine and, and explaining himself a little bit here. You know, I had to stop running away from using my voice and using my platform to, uh, you know, speak on what's true and what's mine. You know, nobody's going to hijack my voice. Nobody's going to take the power away from me that I have for speaking on these things, you know, and don't believe that I'm retiring. Don't believe that, <laughs> you know, I'm going to give up this game uh, for a vaccine mandate or staying unvaccinated. Don't believe any of that. And like, like really be aware of what's being said uh, before I even get a chance to be on the podium and speak for myself. You know what I'm saying? Like all these people saying all these things about what's going on with me and it's just not true. Pay attention to what's going on out in the real world. You know, people are losing their jobs to these mandates. Uh, people are having to make choices with their own lives, which I respect. You know, and and I don't want to um, sit here and, and play on people's emotions either. Just use logic. You know, what would you do? You know, if, if you felt uncomfortable going into the season uh, when you were promised that you would have exemptions or that you didn't have to be forced to get the vaccine. You know, this wasn't an issue uh, before the season started. This this wasn't something that I foresaw coming where I prepared for it. And, uh, you know, I had a a chance to strategize on what was going to be best for me and my family. I came into the season uh, thinking that I was just going to be able to play ball, you know, be able to use my 
my talent uh, to continue to, uh, you know, inspire, influence people in the right way. You know, this, like putting this on me is just like, why are you putting it on me? You know, like this, this is not part of, uh, <laughs> you know, what's going on in conversations with scientists, physicians and doctors. I'm, I'm just a hooper, right? Like I'm, I'm just a person uh, who, who's being utilized as, as an example. For some odd reason, you know, people love to have my name in the mix of just some BS. <laughs> like just hearing the way people speak so, con- you know, with so much conviction about what I should be doing with my life and, and what, you know, my teammates should be feeling about me, what the organization be feeling about me and make these convictions yourself. Like I got to make these myself because it's going to continue to revolve around this and that. And yo, you're going to lose out on money and you're going to lose out on this. Like, so what? It's not about the money, baby. It's not always about the money. It's about choosing what's best for you. You think I really want to lose money? You think no. I really want to give up on my dream to go after a I championship? Mm-mm. You think I really just want to give up my job? Mm-mm. You think I really just want to sit at home and 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 not go after the things with my teammates that I, I've been able to to grow with, to learn with, to learn that it takes sacrifice in this space because we could be easily at home chilling with our families, but we're choosing to go out there and perform, you know. And mm-hmm. even in that job, like that, that's a dream come true. I've been working on that since I was in fourth grade. You think I want to give up my livelihood because of a mandate? Because I don't have accommodations, because I'm unvaccinated. Come on, I'm not going to be used as an as as a person in this agenda. You know, like I, I'm not. I'm mm. not even going to speak on that. I'm just saying, like it should be not. It should not be divided amongst all of us. It should just be understood and respected. And mind you, once again, I'm going to repeat: this is not about the Nets. It's not about the organization. It's not about the NBA. It's not politics. It's not any one thing. Mm. Yeah, it kind of is actually. Kind of is. It's nice though, uh, you know. Once you've been making well, not for him, yeah. thirty million dollars plus for many years, <laughs> then it doesn't have to be about the money, does it? It's not about the money. No, not when you got a hundred million in the bank. That's nice. But he doesn't want to sit out the year. He, I mean, I'm sure he doesn't want to. That would be really hard to sit home and and watch his team go play all season when uh, when he can't because of the stupid mandate. He's in a tough place. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More coming up. Pat Gray unleashed. It's true. She's right about that. I don't know what her point necessarily was, but uh, there didn't seem to be a point, was there? Yeah, like I'm here. It's weird. And. Uh, is that good? Is it bad? Is it even indifferent? What? Uh, welcome to it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. I love this. In New York, uh, Bill de Blasio is having Thomas Jefferson's statue in the city council room removed. The founding father will no longer be in the room where it all happens. Uh, the mayor, who has just like three months left in office is banishing the statue of Thomas Jefferson from City Hall's council chambers, where it's been for 187 years. The city's public design commission, comprised of mayoral appointees, has listed the long-term loan of the 1833 painted plaster statue of Jefferson on its consent agenda for Monday. So they're going to vote on this afterwards, and I, I guess 
he's going to be banished because uh, who knows why <laughs> he owns slaves. I guess you know. I, I mean, obviously he owns slaves, but I guess that's the reason. And didn't Bill De Blasio support communist regimes? And uh, <laughs> yes, he did. Considering what they've yeah. done with human beings. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, one of the city council members said there's so much about Thomas Jefferson in his own personal writings, memoirs about how he treated his slaves, his family members, and things of that nature, and how he perceived African Americans and slaves, that they lacked intelligence, that they were not to assimilate into society. For us to really highlight such an individual is really not who we are as a council. <laughs> I will tell you, yeah, you're really not like Thomas Jefferson. That's for <laughs> stinking sure. That is for darn sure. You know, I, I love how they attach today's reality to 1780. They, it's not the same. You can't... They didn't know the people that we know today who've been, who are educated and who have normal lives and who function in society just as well as anybody, if not better, in many cases... But that wasn't Thomas Jefferson's reality. He's He was around people who never had education, who didn't read, who weren't allowed to. I mean, his reality was far different than ours. And he treated his slaves really well. Really well. I mean, that's a stupid comment because they're slaves. Mm -hmm. But to say that he didn't treat his slaves well is is BS. That is just not true. Yeah, yeah, and neither is the Sally Hemming stuff that some people are going to throw out there. Yeah, and you're not making a commentary on, uh, not even in the realm of excusing slavery. You're no, saying of the reality not. is that when he died, he had there was one particular slave uh, that comes to mind. I can't think of his name, but he talked about how great Thomas Jefferson treated yes, him, right? Compared to the the life that he had following right. that. Yes, which is not much of a consolation. Exactly, exactly. Granted, and we know that, we understand that. Right, but the point is, they're going after, specifically, Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, and they're they're attaching values to him today. You can't do that. You can't draw the same equivalency, because it's not the same. Uh, and Thomas Jefferson could not get rid of his slaves, by the way. He couldn't, not even upon his death, because he was in debt. And you couldn't sell your slaves if you were in debt. Well, George Washington sold his slaves, and he lived in Virginia. Yes, there was a a change in the law for about two years that George Washington was able to take advantage of and free his slaves upon his death. Uh, but then it was changed, and even when he died in 1826, he, he couldn't free his slaves. So, I mean, there yes, there are contradictions in the character of as, of Thomas Jefferson, just like all of us. But uh, he is not who these people are saying. <laughs> I mean, the man was incredible. Our founding fathers were incredible. And they did the best with the situation that Britain foisted on them, by the way. Uh, let's not forget that this was a this was a British institution. Of slavery not an American one we got rid of it slavery long before uh, Great Britain did as far as from start to finish Britain had slaves for what 400 years we had slaves for 80 some years 
888 Boy, I tell you, that uh, Bill de Blasio has been busy in his final uh, moments in office. Uh, he is uh, phasing out the the gifted program for students, so that's no longer going to be a thing there in New York City. So if you oh, have yeah, a gifted student, then forget it. It's too were bad. there too many whites in the there's gifted? There's too many whites in the gifted. Yeah, yep, exactly man. right. Yeah. I hate I mean, it when there's a bunch of white so, kids. So, so congratulations to Bill that. de Blasio for uh, not fostering uh, creativity and uh, knowledge for gifted youth. And well, your... knowledge is white supremacy. I see. Yeah. So I see. So he got rid of that. Mm-hmm. He got rid of the statue. And mm-hmm. meanwhile, I'm watching video after video of people just taking out garbage bags of stuff from stores in New York City. You think he might have a few other <laughs> higher priorities, but whatever. I know. It's so bad that stores are just closing up shop. Bye-bye. In New York and, and San Francisco and Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Because there's these organized theft rings. Now they just run in. They just run into your store, take everything, and leave. Nobody does anything about it. Go ahead, call the police. They don't care. <laughs> it's amazing to watch them meander in, yeah. clear out the shelves, and then just meander out. And, and there's no resistance. It's just people None. with with cell phones. Right. And what does that do? Wow. Nothing. You're videoing me. Oh, I'm so scared. They <laughs> don't care what iota. They don't care at all. And these are cities where it's pretty much impossible if you're a store owner to have a weapon uh, yeah, for yeah. for defending your business so that's not an option plus if you did shoot them you'd be in big trouble because sure. what they you're gonna shoot them over some property what over some uh, over some bags of some containers of deodorant and uh some napkins that they took off the shelf is that what you're gonna shoot them for that's what you'd hear that's what you'd get Hang on a and second. And you'd be charged with uh, probably manslaughter. You are a dumb criminal if you're stealing napkins. I mean, that's <laughs> valuable space inside that garbage bag. It's all fluffy and stuff. That you could get some real stuff in there. I don't think they're that picky about what, because they just walk in and just take their arm and push it all into the bag. It's a pretty good trick. It's a, it's a Jeez. good state of affairs in this country, huh? Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Things are going really well. Mm-hmm. Really, really well right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Let's go to Sarah in Tennessee. Hey, Sarah. You're on the blaze. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey, everyone. Uh, I love listening to you guys. I'm a local truck driver. I listen to you every morning. Thank you. Um, but I wanted to call and let you guys know, I'm on a medicine that I've been on for 13 years, and they just now found out it causes bone density issues. Mm. So I now have a weak back. Oh, so crap. you're telling me a vaccine we just came out with? Yeah, that, that came up. Yeah, that they developed in nine months. We know everything about it, except uh, n- we know nothing about it actually. Yeah. And they they even kind of admit that. I yep. mean, they don't know the long term effects of this thing. They don't have any idea because we haven't had it long enough to know any long term effects. Yeah. So ten years from now, I don't know. Maybe Jeffy will grow a third tail. I don't know. Uh-huh. It's possible, though. I mean, just look at what they've gotten wrong just in the last, I don't know, six months alone. Mm-hmm. We're, we're right out of the gate. They're like, oh, my gosh, it's got 95, 99% efficacy, right? Oh, this thing is great. All these, uh, it, it, you're going to be protected. And now we're down to, what What are we down to now as far as uh, how much it helps? We're in the, I've seen some studies where it's like in the 30 percentile range of, of stopping. I mean, they don't know. You're absolutely right. They, they do not know. They yeah. didn't know then and they know less now. So are they recommended that you stop taking this, uh, the, the, the medicine that you were taking for 10 years? Because yeah, of the bone density problem? Breath control. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's a birth control, so they're going to have to switch oh. me over to another one. Oh, jeez. But, I mean, 13 years. 13 yeah. years, you don't know what's going on, and That's, now this, you know. And I, I refuse on this vaccine. I, I don't see the point in it. I'm 31. I don't need it. Right. And I will quit my job if they force us to be, do it, too. Have they indicated that they're going to force it yet, or are they Not leaving yet. it up to you? I mean... Not yet. Nothing has been said as of yet. When I hired on, they said they weren't going to. But with Biden's new push, it really depends how Tennessee responds to it. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Sarah. Uh, That would really suck if it was not a condition of your employment. And they told you in the beginning, you're not going to have to. And then they switch that after you've already been employed for us. I don't mean, that's not right. That's just not right. Shouldn't be able to do that. Well, just... Uh, look, uh, we can say this for now. Uh, at least you're not in Australia. Yeah, so far. We've got an update from there. I can't wait to... So far, we're that not video. in Australia. Uh, let me tell you about uh, Preborn. This is something we're really proud to be a part of uh, and really happy to sign on with. Um, since Roe v. Wade, you know this stat, over 62 million babies have been aborted in the United States alone. Nearly one in four pregnancies don't choose life in the midst of this awful tragedy we can do something about it the ministry of preborn and blaze media are partnering partnering up to help rescue 10,000 babies in 2021 um preborn is the direct competition to planned parenthood they're the largest provider of free ultrasounds in the u.s now why is that significant? Well, because when a woman sees the ultrasound and they see that that's actually life, it's not a clump of cells. It's it's not some uh, head of broccoli. It's not a Volkswagen that's growing in the womb. It's an actual human baby. 80% of the time, then, they choose life. So you could save lives here. This is You are the answer here. You're the hero. Of every preborn baby in this nation and an ambassador for eternal life for every mom, dad, and family that walks into every preborn partner clinic. Now, $28 sponsors one ultrasound to save a baby's life. $28 bucks for one ultrasound. A $140 sponsorship gives five babies a chance at life. And right now, all gifts are tax deductible. So please help if you can. Help us rescue. 10,000 babies' lives. To donate, dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 baby or go to preborn.com slash pat. Pat Gray Unleashed. Yeah, in uh, Australia... Things have gone a little awry. Australia's Northern Territory is imposing the strictest vaccine mandate in the world. Here's the big announcement. Ask yourself these three questions. In my work, do I come into contact with vulnerable people? Is my workplace at a higher risk of infection? Do I work on infrastructure or logistics that are critical to the territory? If your answer is maybe, or I don't know, you need to get the jab. Critically, the direction also applies to industries who directly face customers in circumstances where the worker may not know the vulnerability of the person they are interacting with. 
So it is simple. If your job includes interacting with members of the public, then you need to get the jab. If you work in hospitality, you need to get the jab. If you work in retail or in a supermarket, you need to get the jab. If you are behind the counter at the bank, if you're a receptionist or positions like that, you need to get the jab. If you are a barber, a hairdresser, a beauty therapist, you need to get the jab. If All I'm these a barber, if, and many, many more, if I'm a barber, directly interact with members of the public. Get, huh. That so means like you are frontline workers it's in a baby our talk economy. For a bottle? That means you must that be is? vaccinated. Yeah. <laughs> of course, there can be exemptions. If you're a barber, but these are extremely narrow and must be backed up with medical evidence. Who is Simply this not goofball? Wanting the vaccine uh, is Michael Gunner, Northern Territory Today, Chief Minister. We're Jeez. also announcing oh, the date there we from go. which this mandate comes into effect. Okay. From Saturday, right. the 13th of November, if you have not received at least your first dose of a vaccine, mm-hmm. you will not be permitted to attend your workplace in that role, and a failure to comply with the direction is a $5,000 fine. Wow, that means wow. that workers must have received at least their first dose by Friday the 12th of November. Friday the 12th. At the latest. You have 30 days. <laughs> oh, well, that's plenty of time. Uh, so do what we tell you. Uh, or, you know, you just don't work and we're going to fine you $5,000. Yeah, that guy needs to kiss my backside. You've got 30 days, sir. Wow. <sighs> that's Australia. The arrogance. And then he says, and look, if you're trying to get out of this, uh, you're going to need to back it up with science. You haven't even backed up your requirement with science. Are you kidding me? That country is. Bye bye. Jeez, that's a, that's incredible. That's really incredible. I, I mean, just these people are insane and, with this power. And if you're a baba, uh huh, yeah, you're I, I don't know what you're gonna do if you're a baba. You need to get the jab. If you uh, I hate that if too. you have I hate hair, it the jab. you need to get the jab. You need to get the jab. If you have a name, you need to get the jab. <laughs> If you live within the boundaries of this territory, you need to get the jab. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Or, you know, you just don't have a job. That's all. Don't worry about it. No jab, no job. Oh, yeah. So it's uh, jobs, not jabs. Yeah. No, right? Dot com. No jab, no job. Yeah, but ja- jobs, not jabs, dot com. If you're needing uh, to, to work for a, a, an employer that respects your personal Seriously, choice. if you're really committed to not getting the vaccine, what are you going to do if you live in Australia? What are you going to do? Your only alternative almost is to move and try to get a job somewhere where there's still a modicum of freedom. Here, I guess, but we could be going the same direction. I don't know. What have we always said? That the Second Amendment is there to protect the other amendments. Yes. And they don't they don't have that. And they turned in their guns a couple decades ago. Mm-hmm. So, good luck, Australia. I believe it was 1998. Of sorts. Of sorts works for Australia too, right? Or no, no, it's more of no, a British really, thing. Yeah, more Shoot, of, more of a Great Britain. Thing. When when did they uh, when did they ban guns in Australia? I think it was ninety eight. Wow, which is what I just said. Nineteen ninety eight. Did you not recognize it as nineteen ninety eight in Australia speak? <laughs> no, nineteen ninety eight. No, I mean. why are you saying eight for eight? That's just weird. Yeah, they, they stop speak doing weird, it. Yeah, stop doing it. Okay, wow. I don't like it. <laughs> you know what, Australia? You've got a lot of problems. Yeah, but the you first really thing you do. need to address is how you say yes. the number eight. Yes, it's not eight. Wait, we'll get to the other stuff later. It's but, eight. But first, learn how eight. to pronounce numbers. Okay? <sighs> Man. That, I mean, no wonder they've gone off the rails. You can't even say eight properly. <laughs> uh, so did, is it, did you look it up? Was it eight, 98? Yeah, I don't want to make the host look bad. Uh, was it? 
Am I way off? No, it's uh, they started in 96, but it 96. was phased out completely by well, 98. Okay. So you, you, I'll give it to you. <laughs> it's essentially correct. Yeah, I give it to you. Yeah, all right. Yeah, technicality. Uh, all right. <laughs> and I also happen to know that for the first little while, uh, I think initially, if I remember the stats right, the gun violence went down slightly, and then it went back up. And it, it kind of vacillated back and forth until it was about the same exact number it was before the gun ban. The gun bans just don't work. They just don't work. The same thing happened in England. In Britain and in Australia, uh, they had the same problem where the banning on guns, turning them in, and forcing people to give up their weapons, it just didn't do anything for them. Didn't do a thing for them. Mm. Yeah. Are you looking now? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. All right. I, I got to find this because actually, I, let me let me let me try to find a, a solid uh, chart here because all my right. gosh, I think it's worse. Actually. Uh, let's go to Kurt in Rhode Island. Hey, Kurt, you're on the blaze. Hey. Hey. Uh, good morning, Pat. And morning. Keith, uh, really appreciate your show. Watch it daily. Thank Love you. It. Okay. I'm just calling in just to kind of share my. Uh, little journey in regards to trying to obtain a ivermectin for uh, oh, okay. COVID. And, um, and what ended up happening is um, I tried to go the easiest route. I went to my primary care physician first to, I asked him the question, you know, what his treatment protocol was for COVID. And, you know, talked to him about ivermectin. Because his, initial, his response was immediate. He said, you know, absolutely not on the ivermectin, you know, said it was too dangerous. Um, oh, so, oh my gosh! I, and this is and this is a doctor I've had for over twenty plus years. Mm. You know, so what I did is I ended up reaching out to a doctor through you know tele, the telemedicine process in Florida, and um, he um, he prescribed me a, a he gave me a prescription for ivermectin, and then what ends up happening, uh, my local Walgreens pharmacy would not fill. Yep, I've heard that before. Mm-hmm. So what I did is I, I've been on the phone multiple times with the corporate office in regards to, you know, trying to get a, an official letter from them as stating why the, you know, the reason for the refusal. <clears throat> but what I, but what I, what I ended up doing is I ended up uh, contacting the local mom and pop mom and pop pharmacy in Rhode Island. Yeah. And they were willing to fill it. And so did it help? So, I haven't used it. I haven't. Well, I, I'm not too sure if I've been exposed to COVID or not. I mean, oh, you don't I'm even know if you have it? No, I'm just... I'm just You're uh, planning for the future. It, exactly. And okay. what I did is I actually had an antibody test, and I'm just waiting on the results from that because... Mm-hmm. I believe, I believe, like last year, um, during January and February, um, three family homes are all sick, except for myself and my um, middle grandson. Uh, my wife had my wife had the classic symptoms, you know, no taste, no smell. Mm-hmm. Was out was you know out on the back for three weeks, but that was you know prior to the testing and the COVID crazy. So did you have did you have the antibodies? I'm still waiting on the results. Oh, okay. I haven't received them yet. Mm. But I just want to, you know, just encourage you folks out there, you know, 
not not to just surrender to the nonsense and don't give up. There, yeah. You know, there are paths, paths available to to get the medication. Um, and just like one, I know you mentioned a, a tweet earlier, and it, it's expensive because, of course, my my health insurance won't cover the cost for any of this stuff because it's right. directly related to COVID. So, and the prescription that I got, that, you know, was like about $168 for the prescription. Okay, that's a far cry from $2 where it used to be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, the initial price mm-hmm. I got for it was like $450. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Yes. In the beginning. So I've, I've been pursuing this for actually a few months. I mean, I, you know, thanks, thanks to programming like, you know, you know, like yours and Steve Dace and Blaze TV in general, it's been, you know, very instrumental yeah. in assisting me in this pursuit. Because I've been pushing back right from the beginning. You know, I'm, I'm also a DOD contractor. So I'm facing that. Um, oh, yeah. Mandatory, mandatory vaccine. Yeah. 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 Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Kurt. Uh, good luck with that. Because uh, I know that Walgreens, uh, we've heard that several times now, that Walgreens will not fill a prescription for ivermectin. I guess they know better than doctors. I guess a pharmacist at Walgreens knows better. So uh, it's nice to be omnipotent like that. That's really cool. Huh? Wouldn't uh, I wouldn't expect the pharmacist at Walgreens to necessarily be say, omnipotent. I was gonna say if you have that are. power, yeah. I mean, I would. If you have that power, though, dare to call you, it a superpower. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's so unassuming that you'd right. be way back there behind the counter. At the I'm pharmacy. sorry, no. You shall not have ivermectin. Oh. Okay. Well, let me see if I can go somewhere else and get it. How about that? How about that? Hmm. Well, the um, I, I couldn't find right up to the minute uh, chart of murders in, okay, in, in Australia, Australia, but they did stay pretty. They first they went up, yes, and then they came down. They've been steady for a while, almost where they were. Mm-hmm. It was just like a little bit lower. Mm-hmm. But what was so shocking is that when I'm talking about this chart, I'm talking about two to three hundred deaths. It's like they overreact every time. Yeah. yeah. 